This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, no matter the result. You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oi, thank you. Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Hello and welcome back to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. We're back, back in the podcast groove as our trailer video trilled out during the week. It's that time of year again. Time to let the past be the past. Bygones be bygones. A rolling stone gathers no moss, as the old proverb says. And thankfully, neither does a championship football pitch, as that silly old pillock has been banished to a comfy office job at PGMOL. But the time for bitterness now ends. Uh, Maybe, maybe as we look forward with fresh enthusiasm for one of the most open competitions in professional football. The Championship is back. Looking forward to the new season, we have BBC West Yorkshire Sport pundit, Matt Glennon. Good evening. Yes, thank you. Fantastic. Just make sure uh, everyone that's listening online, just let me know if you can hear me because we do have one or two uh, Wirecast Gremlins on here and that's always appreciated. Um, with Matt Glennon and myself, Matt Shaw, he's gone from telly Savalas to just being on the telly. It's Richard Kozjak Kosmala. How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, good man. How are you? Very good. And a man whose research is so thorough that he's bound to predict Fulham to win the league for the third season running. It's Dan Poseporit. And obviously, I'm your host with the hair, Matt Shaw. Uh, right, okay, guys. It only feels like five minutes since we we lasted our season review, doesn't it? Um, since then, we've somehow lost the head coach, half the team that competed in the player final at Wembley, with six of the eleven no longer at the club. Um, Carlos Corbran's no longer there. Neither is Jorge. 
Um, so that to me is a, probably a natural place to start, isn't it? On 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 the head coach Carlos Corbran. I wrote an article on it, which about eight people read. So thanks to those eight people, that you know, meant the world to me. <laughs> so uh, I had a few sort of theories in there as to as to what what the what's and why's. But I think it'd be quite interesting if we go to uh, Matt first on on Carlos Corbran and get your thoughts, Matt, on uh, on the big man himself. Why you know as to your thoughts on Carlos Corbran leaving uh, and really sort of why that was? Well, uh, he sort of said it himself. Him uh, and the club aren't quite aligned with uh, where he wants to go. And I think they talked about budgets and things like that. Obviously, Carlos massively overachieved last season without spending a penny. He probably expected uh, to get a little bit just to push on, push over the line. Maybe to mean be a bit stronger in certain positions, especially because we all knew the longest saga in football like transfers are that O'Brien and Toffolo we're going to be going, as well as, obviously, Colwell's gone back to Chelsea. So we just thought, you know what, give me a little bit of quality, and I reckon I can push this squad maybe over the line and not getting that. And the, and the club just wanting to, you know, in making sure they stay stable. Uh, chairman not wanting to, obviously, put any sort of financial uh, financial onto the pitch, as in transfer fees. Carlos is thinking, I've done as much as I can. It's time to uh, get myself on holiday for a couple of weeks. Cosie, you were a big Carlos Corbran fan, weren't you? Um, obviously, yeah. when they've been Spanish, that ticked every box possibly imaginable for you, didn't it? Um, you know, all he needed was a madre in his hand and then you were his for life, weren't you? So you were pretty disappointed, weren't you, with, with Carlos leaving? Um, just let us know your thoughts on that because we've not really heard from you on this channel. Uh, with, uh, with yeah, very disappointed, to be honest with you. I think more disappointed that they weren't announced as the next manager of West Ham or Everton or whatever. He's, he's not gone anywhere. Like Matt says, he's gone a two weeks holiday. I think that's what hurts the most, to be honest with you. It's, I can't remember a, a manager kind of going on, especially late on in, after the season had finished as well. I was talking three, four weeks as well. So, yeah, a bit of disappointment, to be honest with you. Uh, just just in order of the job that he did. Uh, yeah, he wasn't the most charismatic guy and I'm sure, you know, there's quite a lot of people uh, that are not too bothered to see him go. But I just think the job he's done cannot be underestimated as well. And, uh, it's quite interesting because obviously us town fans are used to always taking a backward step, it seems, when you know we want to take a forward one. And uh, a lot of people who support the teams have been, what is going on with Carlos Cobra? How come he's left and that as well? And then when you kind of explain where we're at, it's, uh, yeah, they're kind of like, okay. But I just remember me and you might having that conversation and it just leading up to Wembley and, yeah, championship player fans always like a uh, you know sliding doors moment and stuff, and, and we weren't daft enough to. Said, we? Yeah, we knew O'Brien would probably go. Maybe even if we'd gone up, he might have gone. We don't know, but apparently, I just wondered when 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 I left Wembley, I just thought, I wonder if Carlos will be around for next season. But more the fact that he'd be poached, the fact that he's kind of said you know goodbye yeah. on his own accord as well, and and I also think as well is that obviously with, with, there were rumours of the MK Dom manager coming in, and obviously they've gone with Danny Scopey. It's all. It all seems a bit naff to me. And, uh, yeah, it's like, here we are, a chance to kind of kick on, like you said, Matt, just a couple more, you know, signings and stuff. And, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it just sends out a bad message for me about Uddersfield Town, where, where we want to be, really, which I don't think that is uh, pushing for a promotion in my eyes. Pause. Um, that article I wrote, um, essentially what, what I thought was that, you know, we all hear little bits and what we what we try and do is decipher whether what we hear is... Uh, tantamount to what 
we think or believe can, could have gone on. And, and one thing that I understood or thought I understood was that Carlos wanted a little bit more say in what, what goes on behind the scene, a bit more autonomy, if you like. Um, the timing of it all was really strange as well because it was like he'd come back for the first day's training, hadn't he? And then sort of had a look around and gone, right, I'm off, lads. You know, <laughs> It was like he'd taken a look and gone, it's not happening, is this? But I think you've got to sort of have a look at the club and, and going back to that article, read the article if uh, if you know if you haven't read it already because I'm plugging that vociferously at the minute. Um, but essentially, what I thought happened was Carlos wanted more of a say. He wanted to sit, you know, the head of the table, you know, had have more say in transfers, have more say in autonomy, etc., etc. And the club maybe pushed back a little bit on that because the last time the club acquiesced, if you like, to uh, a head coach or a manager, really sort of. Um, taking more of a role was was David Wagner, and once David Wagner left, that left Huddersfield Town in a in a real mess. And they, they did the same a little bit with Danny Cowley, and it was purposely moved back, wasn't it, to essentially have your own little slots, your own little heads and roles, and recruit. You know, you had your recruitment department was done by the recruitment. Lee Bromby as the head of football operations oversaw it all, and the head coach is is the head or the department head of the coaching department, and that's it. And for me, that seems to be seems to be a bit of an issue, maybe for for him. Um, I've waffled a lot there, but what are your, you know, finish off the, the Carlos Colbrand thing and I'll, I'll go to you guys on Twitter, on uh, YouTube to see what you think. So, by similar to Cosley, I think first and foremost, it were, it came as a bit of a shock out of the blue. Um, I'm, I'm sad to, to see him go. I thought, you know, I thought when he, after last season, it could be one of those moments where, you know, you, I know modern, why well, you don't keep on, with managers for season after season after season these days, but you know, sort of fans were 50 50 on him. He, he had a great season and you know, won a lot of them round. Um, I, I fully appreciated that he probably overachieved last season. Um, and he, and he already knew in his own mind that it would be difficult to, to replicate that anyway, let alone losing you know, O'Brien, Toffolo, Colwell, players like that. And for me, if, if it is down to not being able to bring in you know, the quality that he wants. I mean, he's, he's the first team manager. If he wants a player, you know, as much as we've got a recruitment department and a, and a system and all that sort of stuff that goes with it, if he's a first team manager and he's working with that team day to day, then, you know, he should be able to go in and say, you know, can we have a look at getting X, Y and Z? He shouldn't just be presented with players that he might not particularly want or might not think that it fits the system or whatever it, whatever it might be. So if you know the, the the line of you know we're not aligned anymore is due to the structure behind the scenes rather than you know the money side of it, which you know both sides feel seem sort of feasible, then yeah, I, I would be doing the same as him because I won't want to lead a squad of players that I didn't particularly want or you know have players added to it that I didn't think we needed or didn't think were good enough and be told to work with them because you know. The only way that that's going to affect your reputation is negatively because you're not going to be able to do what you wanted to do. I think the timing of it, as Cosy mentioned, is incredibly strange. Matt, I know you've you've said that you know he kind of came back for a training session and then see you later. So he hadn't just suddenly woke up on day one and gone in and had a look and gone, do you know what these lads aren't good enough because he worked with them all last season. Some has gone on and some has triggered this, whether it be. You know, we're going to lose O'Brien and we're going to lose Toffolo. Can you give me a little bit more money to replace? And, you know, we've turned around and said no. What's a man to do? Do you know, if he's got to third and overachieved with Toffolo, O'Brien, Corwell, and then he's been asked to replicate that with a on paper worse squad, 
he's not going to be able to do it, is he? Let, let's be honest. I think he earned the right to be able to go into that boardroom and say, look, this is what I've done with this set of players. If you give me a little bit more, we can probably get a little bit more. And who knows, you know, let's mount another promotion challenge. I just think, I think because he called it right, we, as town fans, we are used to getting into a really good position and Uddersfield Town pulling the rug from underneath us. It's not like someone's coming and taking him away and gone, you know, that's called Everton West Ham, whoever's coming and poached him and we've gone, oh no, but yeah, we've lost as manager. We've probably been a big influence in this decision. I don't know. It just always seems like town that we get to a really good stage. We, we, we build the foundations. We put the bricks and mortar in place. We plaster the walls. And then it comes to buying the fixtures and fittings and we go, oh, do you know what? We, we, we better not spend too much here. And it just cheapens the whole thing. You know, and it makes it hard for makes it hard for fans because what what direction are we wanting to go in? We've finished third, and all of a sudden now it looks like we're scaling back. So now are we happy just to sort of finish mid table again? Because I think for me that's that's yeah. what it felt like. I don't know about you guys, but that, that's say, just how I, think... I felt. You know, we've got to third. Let's kick on. Oh no, hang on a minute. Let's not only not just stand still. Let's almost go backwards. Okay. Go on, sorry, Matt. Yeah, I'm just saying that. Cosy's point about the fact that. He's gone nowhere. That that I think that's what really sticks in people's throat. As as Cosy was saying, if he'd been poached or gone somewhere, he'd go right. Fair enough. He's took a step up, bigger budget, bigger players, bigger club, maybe. But the fact he's just gone to Alicante for a fortnight, you know what I mean, makes it it, it, it makes it I think uh, a little bit worse to take. Yeah, it's like he'd rather be unemployed than work for Huddersfield Town, isn't it? That's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? But um, Alicante is not bad at this time of year, though, is it? Because yeah. so um, yeah, it's all good. Uh, right, okay. We'll move... that, that's what I was saying. No, that's the message. I was going to say that. Sorry, just before we move on, that that's the message that comes out of it. Isn't it? I would rather not work than work with this squad. What does that say about the players that are there and what we've what we've been the thing with, is, yeah, we've recruited? But let's let's the thing is though. Cause I'll, I'll throw this at you as well. Carlos Carbran knew the budget. He knew exactly how Huddersfield Town operated prior to Wembley. So this is not a shock, you know, for him. There's nothing really that should have gone gone on should have been a shock. I just think that maybe he's done so well that season. He's uh, in his head. He thinks, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more important than the role is. That that was that, was, that whole alignment thing is what I took from that. But you know, I'll go to you and your thoughts. No, I, I that you know what Matt wants the kind of the yeah uh, the red misted kind of died down a little bit. I did think that because thinking, well, hang on a minute, Carlos, we're kind of like, uh, you know, nothing's changed here, you know, just because we've had a good season, why should you want to, you know, if there obviously the rumours to believe you want to be more of an hands-on role and things like that as well. But I just think it's I, it really weird at Wembley because I just come out of there thinking, I would, I, I would obviously devastated like everyone else, but I thought at least we've got, you know, we'll, we'll probably lose O'Brien and, you know, maybe someone else. But I just thought we've still got Carlos here and, and we've got, is going to be ambitious, and a lot of them lads, you know, what want to, you know, just like have a taste of that, like sign new concert, like Sawbird, Lee Nichols, just to like sink back in the table. So that were really kind of keeping me going and that. And then obviously, bang, that that kind of news has come out, and Carlos has gone. And I think the appointment of Danny Schofield probably were going to come on to a minute. And again, you can't, you know, what a great player and and a good lad and, and that as well. And you don't want kind of want to be kind of having to go him or what have you. But to me, it just felt again like. Uh, you know, if we'd have gone and, and poached a, a manager from, like, say, MK or something like that, there were rumours like that. But, I mean, that, that was the thing that really annoyed me as well. It's like, the press, I'll never forget being sat here when Ailey McQueen were reading it out. She's like, and Carl's Coburn's gone and Danny's... And she, she paused, she went, 
Oh, it, it, I think that means Danny Scuffle is the new manager, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you on that. And I just thought, what a joke that is. It's like, he didn't even get his moment in the Sunday, Danny Scuffle. And the club, I think, knew that because any comps that have come out now, they've made a big deal. Oh, Danny Scuffle's first, but I had coaches, you know, first this and first that. I just thought it was a total shambles for that. And it made us look a tin pot organisation. And this would a club, if, you know, John Moss had done his job right, we'd have been in the Premier League next season. I just thought it were amateur from start to finish. And for me, maybe Carlos is kind of best out of it. But again, I could be aiming for trouble 20 and getting... The communication to for us to be, you know, Stephen Chicken, I, I believe he's the new... You know, they're embarrassing. Like, the local journalist is, like, coming on it. We think is that, yeah, he is the new coach. He's having to ask around at the club. That, that's embarrassing. That's stuff like... A, Goalkeeper United or something, mate. I, I, I wouldn't even be as polite like that. It was pathetic, mate. I thought that. Not quite the empty seat, Phil Parkinson, of many moons ago when I was there. <laughs> <Not quite laughs> what a day that was. What a day. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to see what they say online and then we'll come to Danny Schofield um, in, in a moment. Uh, right, okay, so let me move over to this screen over here. So, hello, everybody that's watching online. We've got 62 at the minute, so thank you to everybody who's joining us online. Uh, if if I could be the one who begs annoyingly, if you could all click the like button, that would be superb, because what that does is it just puts us under more eyes of Huddersfield Town fans uh, and it, uh, suggestions, so that's all good. So, still on three, so thanks for clicking that like button, but there you go. Um, Right, so let's have a look. So Jerry Hinnon's online, so he says, hell yeah, new season, same takes that chance, let's go. I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but there we go. Um, Terrier72 says, Carlos must have known the budget, knew the wage budget, knew how we operate as a club. All that must have been known the day after the playoffs. I don't get why I wait until three weeks before the season starts. That was the strange thing, wasn't it? Uh, Cam Fry says, um, I'm just going to mute you, man. noise coming from the back of your iPad. Uh, right, so Coventry's Terrier says, sad to see Carlos go, but worried for Danny Schofield. Great guy, but fear he could be scapegoated, scapegoated if things don't go well. Uh, Terry 72 says, yeah, he's left to protect his stock, in my opinion. Won't lose sleep over him leaving. And I think that's uh, quite a popular opinion that Carlos has left thinking, you know, we've finished third, we're not going to better this. Um, I'm going to get out now while my stock's high and I, my next job will be up here rather than if I finish 15th next season and then I'm coming in back at this sort of level. So I think there's probably uh, some truth in that. Uh, Matthew Langler says it's the timing he didn't understand. First week in pre-season, then decides to leave. Um, yeah, it must have been great, great confidence booster for those players just back. And then, you know, and then he, he has a look at them and off he goes. Uh, Steve B says, Carlos worked wonders with the non-existent budget he had. Surprised he went, but must be more behind the scenes. Scoffers, blue and white army. Uh, let's have a look. So Terry72 says, Carlos dropped over 20 points from winning positions due to his tactics. We should have finished second or first on that basis. Um, to be honest, we finished third in the league with a team of free transfers, so I'm not sure we can have too much of a, a crack at the, the tactics there. Uh, someone says, I'm a bit quiet. Can I turn my audio up? Okay, I'll turn that up slightly. So there we go. My audio's turned up. Uh, right, okay. So Colin Franchuk says, Carlos has probably left because he wanted a touch more control, more spent in transfers, and he's left whilst his stock is high. So I think that echoes a lot of what's gone on here as well right then so let's move on to danny schofield so um matt you played with danny schofield i believe at huddersfield didn't you your paths will have crossed at huddersfield town at some point going back i think you joined did you joined about 2006 or so and uh, danny will have been around uh, then 
and Halifax. And Halifax. And Halifax. So you are our inside man on, on Danny Schofield. Um, so I'm going to turn this over to you now. Um, I think the interesting point about this really is half the management team's left, <laughs> half stays. So what we as Huddersfield fans are waiting to see is whether, one, Cosy's going to go into full pitch darkness over there because it seems to be getting very dark in Liversidge, or two, who were the brains behind all of the tactical innovations that we saw at Huddersfield Town? Was it Carlos? Was it Chicho? Was it Jorge? Was it Danny? Or was it a mix of, of all things? So I'll throw it over to you, Matt, and you tell us about Danny Schofield and, and what he can bring. I'll just start with the fact that if he was Spanish, Italian or German, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because he's got experience. He's played, he's coached. He's 40, what, 44 years old. You know what I mean? He's got to, he's got to be given a chance. At some point, he's got to be given a chance. Other managers who have come in, I mean, Carlos himself come from a 23, worked with uh, Bielsa a little bit. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about Siva, obviously. And then, you know, I mean, David Wagner, what was his first team, real first team experience when he came in as well? You know, I mean, came a little bit. There's there's a lot of managers that get given the chance at times like this. Lad's got his badges. You know what I mean? He's a good lad, a very was a good player. Uh, knows the players. He's very respected as a coach. And he's got a little bite in him as well. You know what I mean? The nice lad you see on the camera. As you know, when you saw him as a player, he had a little bit of a snap in him when he was a player and didn't suffer fools. And I'm, I'm hoping that he had, uh, he's very successful at Huddersfield Town because it's about time that some English lads start getting given a chance instead of a, a random fella from God knows where in Europe. So I'm more than uh, looking forward to see what he can do. I think the exciting thing as well, Cosy, <laughs> is that Danny Schofield is... Um, He's, he's a bit of a Huddersfield Town man. I was gonna, I wasn't sure whether to say that, but he is really. He played for the club for almost a decade, didn't he? He's, he there's a lot of appearances there, a lot of lot of goals. Um, he said, hasn't he? In, in in an interview, Huddersfield Town's pretty much his team. You know, he signed from Brodsworth for two grand, a bag of balls. You know, he's a bit of a cult hero. Me and you had an argument once, didn't we? On because uh, I put he was a cult hero on on Twitter, and you you didn't really think so. But I I think he is. You know, he's he, he was there through you know promotion, scored a penalty against Lincoln in the playoffs. Uh, and against uh, Cardiff as well, didn't he? Um, after Boothie managed to work uh, work a, a, a penalty, but um, how do you see this? Because uh, for me, I think Matt's right. Danny's Danny's got a lot of coaching experience, hasn't he? He was at Leeds as well with Carlos uh, at some point. I think that's important to remember. So he's coming in along the same lines. He'll probably add his own spin, I would guess, to to things. But are you? Uh, how do you feel yeah. about the appointment? It's interesting, man, because I think if you think of God, I know you always compare like Wagner and what have you, but we went a different route. I mean, you could say, well, no, we didn't because we we got like a Bruce Dortmund kind of guy, and we're trying to continue that. But no, we brought in a guy from outside the club, and I think to me, you know, bringing someone from inside the club is definitely uh, a reason for uh, you know for, for for trying to you know keep things as they are as well, and and not change things too much. And I think the good thing as well is this is not a guy who was kind of I don't know being academic coach and he's been around a little, you know, a little bit of that as well. Leeds United, uh, you know, he's done done his time there and, you know, he's been there. He's, when he left other shoulders, he's gone other places as well. So I, I just think he's, he's a guy that, you know, could be really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of stamp uh, he's going to put on there because if there's one thing you could, well, one thing, quite a few things people criticising Carlos for, but the football world was not the most exciting. So are we going to kind of change our style of play? You know, are we going to do things a little bit differently in that as well. But I think the good thing is, uh, Matt, I know you're saying like kind of lambs to the slaughter, you know, following from an amazing season. But I think because of the love that the fan base has got for Danny Schofield, I do think he'll get a, 
at least two games before his slag. I mean, uh, support, <laughs> supported, uh, yeah, before his, uh, you know, Twitter, but goes into meltdown. But no, I think the word is, in, rather than excited, I, I'm very interested and intrigued as well. And the backroom stuff, it's like, it's really weird. It's kind of got a mismatch of, of before as well. So, yeah, as soon as the whistle blows at eight o'clock on a Friday night, mate, and possibly you'll be starting the chanting, no doubt, with your guys. But, yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. But it's, uh, yeah, I, it's easy to beat that bush. Beating me a stick in is like, oh, it's not an ambitious appointment. But like you said, Matt, if that if it had been, you know, kind of a foreign manager or whatever, come from Bundesliga 2, would have been, wow, this is, this is exciting. So, But I just wish they got his moment in the sun, though, when he were appointed. I suppose it doesn't matter now it's walking under the bridge, but... The fact they didn't have a like a press conference, or we could have, you know, they could have announced Carl's departure and given that you know press conference there, but I don't think that's helped the situation. And yeah, I think the pressure's on already on uh, Friday night. Pause. The cowshed Lyle put out um, a statement. They were a little bit befuddled, weren't they, with uh, with what went on there as well? How do you feel about Danny Schofield being, you know, a fan of? Um, you started in the nineties, nineteen nineties as well, didn't you? Um, Danny Schofield, mm. if you if you want. If there's if there's a bloke in charge of Huddersfield Town that you want to work out, you really you really want this to work out, don't you? Because you know, like I said before, Danny Schofield, he is a cult hero, cause he's you know he's a top guy, and um, it, it's one of those where you really want it to work out. And you know, I, I I like the fact that we're you know succession planning because that's really what caused a, a big downfall with us with the Jan Siever, wasn't it? Because Jan Siever was a succession plan from two years previous, wasn't it? And Matt's shaking his head. We shouldn't ever mention Jan Siever again on this podcast, should we? But, you know, that <laughs> Huddersfield Town succession planning wasn't good at that point. It's good to see that they've got a plan in place here. You know, a lot of people will scream and say, it's the cheap option, it's internal. That's not necessarily the case, is it? You know, you can have good people working into the club, and we've seen over the course of the last two years, there's been a lot of people, the fitness coach, uh, went to Newcastle. We've had a lot of members of staff go off to Premier League clubs and top six clubs as well. So, you know, Huddersfield Town seems to be doing the good things behind the scenes. They seem to be improving people, improving staff, improving players. And it could be a smart move, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know you mentioned Steve there. Didn't, didn't someone say that we scouted him for about three years before we appointed him? So I think they had a succession plan there. It just didn't work. I don't buy that. For any stretch, but anyway, that's uh, that's been and gone. Um, yeah, I agree with Cosy. Right? I don't think excited is probably the right word, but we're definitely intrigued. Um, I've I've heard really good things about Dan Schofield as as a coach. Um, I remember hearing when Cowleys were in charge that Schofield kind of weren't happy with the training that were going on under Cowleys, and he kind of went to them and said, "Look, this this is not good enough," and, and kind of almost took over or took a lead role, um, which, which coincided with an upturning result. So if that's if that's true and that's the case, then you know, fair play to him for, for doing something like that. And yeah, it's nice to it's nice to know that there were a succession plan. I think he, I think Schofield himself would admit, or I think he did admit on, on an interview that it has probably come a little bit earlier than he expected for, for obvious reasons. But yeah, you've got to you, no matter what you feel about what's going on at the club for me, you know, 99 times out of 100, the man that's in the dugout, you want him to do well because if he's doing well, then Huddersfield Town are doing well. You can have your opinions on on that person. You can like him. You can not like him. You can, you know, the club as a whole. But when 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 it gets to 8 o'clock, like on Friday, as Cosy says, everybody in that stadium wants Huddersfield Town to go out there and win. So whatever you think about Danny Schofield, whether you think it's a good appointment, a crap appointment, a cheap appointment, or, or anything in between, then 
when that whistle blows on Friday, you've got to back him because he's the man in charge. Um, if things don't go well, then you know we we move from there. But a lot of people go into these things with a negative mindset of it's just not going to be good enough, which is a bit pointless, really. You might as well not bother coming in and stay at home. You get the feeling that some fans certainly online uh, are waiting and wanting people to fail just so they can they can have a pop, which is not not very nice, really. But such is such is the modern world. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what Scofield can bring. Obviously, I worked with the backroom staff previously. Um, I am a little bit not concerned, but it does play on my mind a little bit that he's coming in after Carlos, a third place finish, a playoff final. Uh, championship is, you know, it will chew you up and spit you out if you're not out of the races. And uh, I just hope that fans' expectations aren't over the top. I don't think that anybody would suggest that we're going to replicate last season. Uh, I know we're going to come on to predictions later on, but I think if, if we can get a top 10 finish this year, we'll, we'll have done well. And fans probably need to just accept that last season was a bit of a freak season. Um, we're, and now we're, even, we're in a transitional period once again. Quite a lot of players gone out, quite a lot of players come in. It's not going to be turn up against Burnley and see this new beast of the field town. It's going to take, you know, probably until Christmas, maybe until we can all find his feet and, you know, the style of play comes in and the players, you know, players get to know each other and all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, certainly intrigued, uh, looking forward to it. I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think we're probably, we're probably going to stick with it probably longer than, than maybe, you know, some would like and, uh, and just see what happens, really. I mean, in football, you know, you never know what could happen. Five games in, he could have lost all five, and Dino could pull the trigger. You, you don't know, do you? But it's just one man going to have to be one of them. There's no gauge to go at. Is he's never been a first team manager before, so nobody can say, "Oh, X he did this or Y he did this." And I think the the instant comparison will be just be to Carlos. Um, so for me, he's got with the ground running. We've got to pick up a, a few points in his first few games and uh, just settle everybody down a little bit. But yeah, good luck to Danny Schofield. He's, he's a you know, as you say, a, a town legend. He's, he's played in uh, promotion winning sides and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, as town fans, we probably owe it to him to give him a little bit more time than we might normally. Very I think nice. it's a good first game in Scott, Matt. Don't you? I think Burnley at home is a good first game. I'd rather have that than Reading at home or someone like that. Don't you think? I think, I'm not saying free it job because, again, I, it'll be interesting to see where, what Sky kind of narrative will be there. Will they talk us up as promotion contenders or will it, it's all going to be Vincent Company in it, I think, this week, the build-up and stuff. And it's going to be a big game, this, because no Premier League football. Everyone's ready for football, I think, again, apart from probably me, I think. And so it's going to be, like, it'll feel like a Premier League game on uh, on Friday night. I just, you know what, if we could win and, I mean, obviously, we, we didn't start well last season. So in a bigger picture, maybe it doesn't mean much, but I don't think it's a bad game on Friday for him to have on that as well. So, yeah, it'll be, it's going to be a fascinating night. Fascinating night. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh... A lot of upheaval, isn't there, both teams in terms of you know, the starting eleven. So yes, it will be interesting. But uh, I put a quick poll in the in the comments, and eighty one percent said they were happy with Danny Schofield's appointment. So there we go, we have it. Uh, so thanks to everyone for voting. So the c- general consensus in that small little sample that we've done there says that you know people are happy with Danny Schofield. So we do wish Danny all the best, um, and we'll move on actually because we we've obviously started. That was only supposed to be a little couple of minutes on there, and we've waffled on for quite a while. So let's move on to some of the good stuff. Uh, in fact, I'm going to start with some of the bad stuff, and that is Town's transfer business in terms of players going out. Um, it's probably easier to cover the outs first, as a lot of our work has been uh, enabled or is reactive to players that have gone out first and foremost, rather than you know us being on the front foot and bringing people in and then pushing people out the back door. So, 
the main ones to discuss, and it's a painful one, a painful one, pause, uh, Harry Toffolo and Lewis O'Brien. We've lost all of our vice captains, which is interesting. Uh, you know, that was a question someone put to me on Twitter the other day. We've lost uh, Lewis, uh, Harry and um, Fraser Campbell. All three were the uh, the little vice captains underneath Jonathan Hogg, wasn't it? So that was interesting as well. Um O'Brien and Toffolo were a huge part of the heart, really the sort of that the heartbeat and the soul of of the starting eleven, wasn't it? I think they're huge losses for the football club, and you know, replaceable perhaps. Um, my inner child is is say is sort of saying it, it grates a bit that they've gone to the team that's beaten us in the in the playoff final. It feels like it's it's been one kick in the balls after another from them, hasn't it? Ever, ever since that bloody own goal. Um, but you know you can't begrudge players going to the Premier League and you know earning Huddersfield Town a lot of money when when you sort of push that inner child to one side. But it is a little bit of salt in the wound in, in that one. But uh, you know personally, I wish them both all the best because they've both been great players for Huddersfield Town Football Club. Um, pause in the work that Harry Toffolo did. You know, especially sort of with you guys. You know, as you know, Brady's messaged him during the week to chat to him. You know, on behalf of the podcast and stuff, and he always chats back you know he's very sort of approachable you know genuinely nice bloke isn't he um and the stuff that he did with you guys last season and you know Daz in particular things like that count don't they um with footballers because sometimes footballers see it as just a job um but Harry Toffolo just he seemed to take it one step further and do things that footballers don't necessarily do always do or have to do yeah, um, as you say, Matt, a, a great lad. Uh, various spoke to him personally many times uh, for various reasons, and always always come across as a as a top guy. Um, yeah, I mean, they've moved on to Forest. Amazing how they've both gone to the same team, and it you know the best mates joined at the year, and then they end up both going to the same team as well, Two which I find one, quite funny. Like chuckle, well, it's safe, uh, chuckle safe style windows. On it. You buy one. You buy one, you get one. You get free. one free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was coral, wasn't it? Oh, coral, yeah, know. that was the one. Yeah. Um, one at windows, anyway. But um, yeah, it will be missed. Uh, it were a good link um, between the, the club and the fans, and as you say, that can that can go a long way um, in football. Uh, O'Brien as well, to be fair, you know he's done he's done stuff for, for numerous fans and and all that sort of stuff. But you know, players come and go in this in this day and age, and you can't you know you can't begrudge someone an opportunity to, to play in Premier League and uh, probably go on to earn a hell of a lot more money than they would have done at Huddersfield Town. Um, yeah, as you say, Matt, good luck to him. Not really got much more to say than that. To be fair, there's no there's nothing to say against them. They've earned the right to do so, and you know, good luck. Throw it over to you then. You can't, you can't make it up, Matt. You can't make it up, Matt, can you? The two guys who should have had the penalties, who won the penalties that should have been given, are signed by the team that probably could have consigned them to. But honestly, it just it hurts, doesn't it? You know, when it happened and stuff. And, and again, I think it went on and off for quite a bit and that as well. And then obviously the drama on the morning, the moves brought down, then, you know, then it's back on and, and stuff like that as well. I think. Again, Dean Dean's obviously been quite quiet this the second kind of uh, you know chairmanship and that as well. And I think a lot of people are wanting to hear, yeah, it said ten million, but it's fifteen more, or it's it's near to fifteen and stuff like that as well. I think I think the fees are kind of great in some people, but yeah, massive uh, losses as well. And uh, yeah, the uh, honestly, Toffolo in the last two months of the season was sensational as, as well. Part of me thinks he's made a mistake if you can make a mistake playing Premier League football and trebling your wages, but. I don't think you'll see much of the pitch, to be honest with you. And uh, 
But O'Brien, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what he can do. But yeah, I, I won't lie. Uh, when them pictures came through with him and the the forest shirts and that, it hurt. Did that, but that's a sliding doors moment of the championship. That's why we love that. That why everyone tunes in who don't even like around the world and stuff because it's just a, it's anything. We we could have picked off Forest best players, you know. Well, not best players, but some of them. If we'd have gone up, it's just the way it is. It just it just riles me a little bit. But yeah, wish them all the best as they say. But you mentioned there, Matt, about others. We we're not even mentioning people like Nabisar, Pippa, you know, Reese Brown. <laughs> Yeah, it's all adds up to like squad <laughs> strength and stuff like that as well, and uh, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how others do. I mean, like Ruffles is the guy. Will he come in? Obviously, got Yakuta from uh, from the other division. So it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's like you said, Fraser Campbell. I totally forgot about me. Hardly, obviously, touched the ball last season, but it's we've lost a lot, a bit more than them, and. Does worry me that we had some real, you know, leadership behind the scenes, and it's gone a little bit now. Yeah, Pipper as well went to the, you know, he's gone to Olympiakos, and you know that's Marinakis who owns Nottingham Forest owns them as well. Yeah, so, you know, that's what his shoulders aren't there. He's Forrest. pretty much come for us, hasn't he? <laughs> Taking everything. Yeah. Uh, just to just to say, uh, Reese Brown, Carol Iting, Nabisar, Jamal Blackman, Alex Vieco, Fraser Campbell, all on freeze. Iting a bit of a shame, but Russell's emergence really seemed to coincide with that signing and you know and Carlos went with the big man uh, Nabisar what a great guy Nabisar is and, and has been over two years and I think credit to Nabisar for never sort of throwing his toys out of the pram when he didn't play and he came back in whenever he did and he, he, he always played to to the maximum that he can and he was he was great last season as well uh, Campbell big personality off the field um, we've looked after Harrogate and Bradford City particularly well haven't we this pre-season with some loans um, Jaheim Headley, Josh Osterfield, Matty Daly have gone to Harrogate and uh, big season for Matty Daly, you feel there as well. And Kean Harrett and Romney Critchlow must have really, really upset somebody because they've been sent to Bradford. Uh, and Kyle Hudlin has uh, come in and gone straight out to Wimbledon as well. So um, there's a lot going on there, Matt. Um, anything that you're particularly worried about or pleased about or anything? Or is it just circle of life if you want to start singing some Elton John? Off mute. You're on mute, Matt. Matt, you're on mute. Let me take him off mute. Hang on. I, I didn't put it on there. There you are. I can hear you. Thank you. Yeah, no, Toffle and O'Brien to start off with. Two lads who just give everything. You have people that get linked to clubs that know that they're going to maybe move at the end of the season who just down tools. Town sound about six of them in their second year of the Premier League who decided they were <laughs> play. Whereas these two just kept going and going and going. Uh they will be missed, but you move on and you move on very quickly. It's not as if we're going to miss like O'Brien's goals or anything like that. And at times, you know what I mean? Toffolo's defending wasn't always top notch. These lads have done well, but there was weaknesses in the games. You know what I mean? Especially O'Brien's scoring, scoring record. What was it? Is it four or eight in a hundred and something games? You know what I mean? You, you've got the, the new lads coming in. We've got, what has he got? 19 goals already or something like that in his, in his small amount of games that he's played 91. Uh, the midfielder's coming in. Give me his name now. Rodoni. Rodoni. Yeah, coming in, attacking midfielder, gets in the box, scores goals. So, hopefully, we wish O'Brien and Toffolo fantastic memories and go and do well in the Premier League. But I think there's new lads coming in that could be the new superstars for Huddersfield Town. So, yeah, it's a shame. And Nabizar, I thought, was excellent. And as you said, didn't make any fuss. He, uh, he just got on with his job. Made less mistakes in his second season as well. I think he had a bit less to do because it was a better team he was playing in. 
definitely. And other players, Pieper, I'd have drove Pieper there myself. Should never have played in the final. Certainly should have played all, all day long on that on that right wing for me as well. Injury prone, not the same player when he came back. If they've got any money for him, if they've got a quid for him, then they've done well with me, with uh, with Pieper. Staten moves on. Campbell, another great, uh, you know, great player in his day. It, it was time for him to go. Town fan. Give everything. He didn't leave nothing on the pitch. But if the team's going to move on, everyone's going to move on. And it's as, it's as simple as that. And I think they've, I think they've done some decent business. And after last year's recruitment, who, who were us to question at this moment in time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Matt, I love can Lee I ask you? Absolutely adore Matt. Louis O'Brien as a player. Well, oh, yeah, I did. I did. Right, a great ball. He got anywhere in an 18-yard box and he couldn't swing his leg. You know what I mean? So he, he, they're going to get something there that can maybe chip in with a few more goals and you never know what's going to happen. Matt, can I ask you something? And, and, it's, and it's absolutely nothing to do with your town. It fascinated me. This, the Jesse Lingard deal... Which to Matt? me, everyone's, everyone's Matt, Glenn, and I, anyone, Matt, anyone can have an opinion, but I just think everyone's like, it's ridiculous this wages. But don't you think, Matt, that 6.2 million or whatever it is in kind of wages, almost like for one season, he could keep them up, would be, it's a better way of doing business than saying a dear Carby 11 million for three seasons and you're stuck with them, Matt. I think it's, I mean, obviously, Tom's going to tell us, well, but I, yeah. I just think it's smart. But, but it's, I just wonder if it's kind of going to go that way, where it's almost like, I feel quickly he's going to get guys maybe I'll have one no. season here, big wages, maybe run the contract down on a free. I just I just look back at our mistakes and thinking we'd never have had to kind of done that. But I know Jimmy and Beckford were like kind of maybe the nearest we had to something like that as, as a gamble. But he kept us up that season, Matt. And I, I just think, you know, I know it's not a Forest podcast and not a lot of love for Forest yeah. here, but yeah, I'm so interested in your view on it. talk about Forest really, but go on. Stick, stick, stick four average players' wages together and get one superstar who's going to keep you in the division. I know what you mean. It's, every, I think everyone's judging Lingard more than they're judging Forrest. Mm. But I, I know what you mean. Have that superstar. And people say that footballers get jealous. They don't. If you get a centre-forward who's on four times your money who comes in and scores 25 goals and keeps you in the Premier League on your wage and keeps you at the top level, you don't care how much he's on. If he comes in as a sinker and pulls a hamstring in the first game he's out for six months, yeah, a little bit of resentment kicks in. But if you get someone in who's an absolute superstar, does the job, scores the goals, no one gives two shiny shites what how much money they're earning. Yeah. We had Kyle Ludlin in, but we loaned him out, haven't we, though? So never mind. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic <laughs> Kyle, the Ankylosaurus. Um, yeah, your yeah. video, Matt, saw him off, the idea. Look what you've I done. Know. Scared Spent him. Spent 10 minutes on that, but yeah, he's either going to be the new Tom Denton or the new Kevin Francis, isn't he? Um, he's Kyle Ludlin, yeah. but wish him it's all cool. the best. It's his birthday today, Tom Denton. You watching Tom? He's, I watched him play for Chesterfield. He were all right, actually. Um, right. Further down, well, he wasn't bad, actually. I was there. I was there when uh, he got signed. But yeah, we, we thought uh, it was uh, the manager stood in a hole at the time when uh, yeah, when Tom was stood on top of that hill. We're like, bloody hell, what's Tom doing there? He stood in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> like, Good not, lad, isn't it? Good lad. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so the incoming. So we've signed the world's oldest 26-year-old in Will Boyle, um, a very sort of captain and leader type, if you like. Uh, you can see why Huddersfield Town were interested in Will Boyle uh, if you watch some of his interviews at Cheltenham. You know, it comes across really, really well. Um, David Kasumu, a player I like a lot, looks to be uh, a little bit or, or replaced part of what Lewis O'Brien does. Lots of energy. Really good, excellent defensive duel stats percentage-wise. Wins up to 90% of his defensive duels, which is really crazy, really, when you when you push that over a season that's really phenomenal uh, so he looks like he could be a re- replacement for 
possibly both Lewis and Hogg uh, in different scenarios, which is interesting. Uh, Connor, Mahone, Connor Mahoney. Um, I almost did a police academy skit as well for that, Cosy, but be thankful that I didn't bother in the end. Um, he looks a bit of a punt. Uh, showed some flashes at Millwall, but not really done much since his Blackburn days. Uh, and like I say, the Ankylosaurus is coming, Kyle Hudlin. Jack Radoni, um, some really good reports from training. That Jack Radoni is um, very, very good. Um, he'll probably play as an attacking 8 or 10. And I suppose what Lewis O'Brien's transfer has done is allowed us to really rebuild that midfield because prior to um, prior to this season, the midfield really didn't have the best sort of blend to it, did it? It had sort of two defensive midfielders box to box and no one really breaking forward and threatening that final third like Matt's alluded to with Lewis's goals and Jack Radoni, uh, you know, David Kasumu brings the energy and Jack Radoni brings those late runs into the box. So we'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Yuta Nakayama, um, hopefully there'll be no yut shaming on this podcast. Uh, apparently he's been excellent in training as well. Um, he's perhaps slated to play left back, although that might change uh, depending on Matt Pearson's injured. Yeah, five foot eleven. I'm never keen on centre halves being five foot eleven in the championship. I must admit. Uh, do you know if they play like Romani Edmonds, Green, Tom Lees, and Nakayama at centre back? I don't think any of them are particularly over six foot there. So that would be an interesting back three. Uh, but yeah, Matty Pearson's picked up an injury in pre-season, so we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, and Tino Andrin, I'm quite excited. And so about is Tino Rolando Arons. In other news, um, I'm going to yeah, have a pizza um, on Saturday night. <laughs> and Tino Andrin, excited by the. I'm, I'm excited by Tino coming back. Um, Danny Schofield said he wants to play more attacking football. Uh, Tino's been uh, top of a lot of fitness metrics for Chelsea over in the USA, so that's going to be really interesting to see how Tino fits in. Uh, lads, uh, let's talk about the incomings and how, if you're excited, do you still think we we require something? Um, striker is what people are shouting at on Twitter at the minute because we've only really got Jordan Rhodes and Danny Ward and. People are a little bit worried about Danny Ward's hamstrings, aren't they, after the end of last season? Um, Kieran Phillips did okay. He's done okay pre-season, but you know, didn't really set league to a light. So there's a big drop off, maybe. Who's this Ellis Sims that they're starting to talk about now? He's oh, he was in my strikers article. I really like Ellis Sims, but I think there'll be a lot of people interested in in him if um, if he comes up. He's a good good young twenty one. He looks a little bit like um, the singer of the weekend, um, but he's um, he's re- he's a really good player actually. If we could get him, it'd be phenomenal. But the trouble is, Matt, you've got Danny Ward and Jordan Rhodes as quite high earners at Huddersfield Town. Do the club want to bring someone in who's going to be quite high earning as well and have someone not playing every week? I think that's the, probably the way they might look at that. But be interesting. So, who wants to kick off with the incomings? Matt, you're talking. You can you can let us know what you think about Town's incomings. It, it depends on the loan structure, though. If you bring this lad Sims in, you know what I mean? It's not always guaranteed you're going to be paying much of his wages. If you're playing... A bit permanent, don't... apparently, uh, according to uh, the reliable Mr Nixon, who gets most of his info from agents. But there oh, there you go, there you go. Uh, no, the, the incomings, again, players that might people might not get too excited about. But, say, we had that with Tom Lees last year. Nichols, a second-choice goalkeeper at MK Dons, who comes in and gets the golden gloves and is an absolute inspiration between the sticks. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy with what they brought in. And this lad, Radoni, I'm reading more about him. And just if they can get someone in that midfield who can score goals, can get in the box, like you said, and, and just add numbers in the box. Too many times Danny Walls just stood there on his own when some decent quality was coming in from Thomas. I know Sonali's not there anymore, but when there was some decent quality coming in, the numbers weren't there. So, yeah, and, and, and obviously we talked about Boyle as well. Played a lot of games covering that left side, maybe. Uh 
So I, I think they've, they've ticked quite a few boxes uh, to use a, a Love and Love Island pun. That obviously Love Island. Let's probably. not go down this Love Island route because pause <laughs> on chatting about it on Twitter really let me down the other day. Absolute <laughs> disgrace that. Yeah, and then, then Cosy wades in on it. So, but they are they are doing a Love Island for people in the forties and fifties. So we're going to try and push Cosy to to jump on that show and see if you can get get your uh, Matt, you, on it. You're on about your new arrivals, your new arrivals, but one guy I'm. It's not a new rival, it's been in for a little bit now. Josh Caroma. Josh Caroma. Honestly, one of the players of the season in the COVID season. An anonymous. Still here. Not even, Still not, here, not even, not even uh, you know, nowhere near the, the Wembley uh, Cajun. And yeah, apparently all accounts uh, not, not doing much yesterday. Uh, Has he been linked? Macron Stadium. But... Has he been linked anywhere? Has anyone? I've not seen any links, man. No. Very, very Have you given very... up on him, Matt, or not? What do you reckon? He can I, come again, or can he not? He looked like somebody that had sort of down tools for me last season. He looked like he was on his way out, but he's still here. And he, that's that's the thing. If you don't give everything you've got, other teams that might have been semi-interested in you start thinking, well, what if he does that with us in the last year of his contract? That's why when you go on the pitch, you've got to give 100% because you can change people's minds in one performance. So really we won't like need a striker if we won't need a striker, Matt. If if he uh, if he yeah, puts things well, out, but it's a big yeah. if, isn't it? Well, he's in his last year because he's going to have to. This is that time yeah. now. You don't give Simon Baldry disease. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say he needs to get a bit of Simon Baldry syndrome, doesn't he, and turn into I'm, a world beast? Because I I really like him. I've always really liked him, but he needs <laughs> to lift his head up. He has to lift his head. There's too many times where he comes inside and he runs into three or four people with his head down. He's got to lift that head and start looking around and and stop being as selfish as he was last season. There's there's a player look, there. It just look at Benza. Look at Benza in his last season. Suddenly turn into a player and he all smiles and jokes and everyone's going, "No, he's a great lad." Dad. No, he's not. He's using Huddersfield Town for the contract somewhere else, mm. and that's exactly what it was. So you know, I mean, his Karoma is going to have to show everything he's got, otherwise he's going to sell, find himself back in the national league. The thing that makes me laugh, though, Matt, because you don't get any insight. The club always put an interview with like the opposition's uh, news of Redoni, so AFC Wimbledon's correspondent for their newspaper, or and and all the players are absolutely brilliant. They're great lads. Everyone loves them. They're brilliant at this. Honestly, everyone with signs is, is coming out with these amazing transcripts, and I'm expecting to see an eight 0 win on uh, Friday. Honestly, they yeah. make me laugh. I know the channel seems to be doing good and be positive, but I don't believe uh, if the club are piping, they're hardly going to say, oh, Kazuma always gets booked all the time and he's been injured last two seasons. He does get it's, booked a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. But do you know what? Is, uh, you know, some, Johnny Russell's another one. What is the second season syndrome? Is that going to happen again? You know, is he hopefully not going to do, uh, you know, the route and just have a good season? That That's going to be interesting to see what he does in that as well. There's a lot of uh, ifs and buts. Lee Nichols might make a mistake. You never know. It could happen this season and there's all little bits and bats. Can you know, Tom Lee's another year on the clock? Can he do it again? You you have to in the next thing anyway here, because shall we have a look through the squad and and the squad balance? And this is where we usually look through each different position and sort of have a look at, you know, where where we are and how we look. And, you know, Schofield seems to be, you know, one thing I mentioned earlier was that town under Carlos used to flitter from four four two to four three three to three four three to three five two. They used to fluidly change systems, whereas it looks like Danny Schofield's pretty much picked four two three one every preseason friendly. You know, the left winger seems to come inside to shoot at goal. The right winger seems to get chalk in his boots on the flank and put balls in. 
So it it looks a little bit more structurally the same uh, from game to game so far, but that that could just change. Um, but you know we'll, we'll look at this with a bit of a four-two-three-one slant if you like. So in terms of goalkeepers, Lee Nichols, you know you don't need to replace Lee Nichols, best goalkeeper in the league last year. Um, do we lack cover? Jamal Blackman's left. Do we? You know. Or do we not need to really worry about that because the emergency loan market, you can go out and pick someone up if you know the worst comes to the worst? I think we're fine. Uh, Ryan Schofield's played enough games in the league now as well. If he has to come in and cover for a few games, I'm more than capable of doing that. Okay, I want to see Ryan Schofield go out and loan him. I'm quite, I'm quite yeah. pro Schofield yeah. getting out and yeah. playing because I think that's what he really, really needs to do. But if he does, you've still got Bilokopic, who's, you know, an Australian under-23 international at 19, and, you know, a season on the bench for him probably won't be a terrible thing at his age either. So, uh, and obviously very highly talented as well. So, um, well, I think we're fine. Goalkeeper, pause, cause. You're all both looking at the squads there on your phones, aren't you? So, <laughs> I am, I, yeah, I am, mate, to be fair. I'm just looking at the um, the HDFC Stato account. Did a really yeah, good graphic. Players or something. Um, <laughs> no, so I was anyway, looking at the actual. He's muted himself. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on. Right backs. Right backs interesting because if we're playing four two three one, it's Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over twenty years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Cozzy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's okay, but we don't really have a natural right wing back, I would say, at the minute. You've got Holly Turton, who's who's fairly decent, you know, as an out-and-out out right back, more so defensively than going forward. Um, Brody Spencer has played two times for North... Uh, well, more than that, a couple of times for Northern Ireland. And also Romani Evans-Green can play out there if, if you're really, really struggling or you need a defensive um, right back. So we've got three lads there who can play. You're quite happy with, with those? Reckon Brody Spencer could be in for a good seat, a big year, really, potentially. Nothing. I think there's Does a lot it? of unknowns, Matt. To be honest. Yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, uh, is right there. We all know Turton what he can do, and he did quite well with injuries. He had a couple little knocks last year, nothing too severe. I'd like to see him have a good, solid season where he gets like ninety percent of the games in because uh, you know, he improved in such a short space of time last season and if he kicks in again this year I mean under Danny Schofield and I think we've got a really good versatile say right back stroke right wing back um, yes, Yeah so. I'm just I'm just looking through and I think first and I've just covered defence there but just looking at names that we've got you know that I'd they'd probably nail down a first team first team slot I've got Leeds and Pearson Nichols and then after that maybe, well Turton at right back and, and then Ruffles at left back or, or Nakayama but after that, everyone else is a little bit of an unknown. 
come yeah, so me. Nakayama they've not Everything got international clearance out. yet. So that's that should hopefully oh, come right. through the international clearance <laughs> next week. Um Nakayama right will... so be... FIFA, isn't it, messing around, <laughs> but um but yeah, Nakayama will probably will more than likely play left back. Uh, will Boyle uh provides that cover on the left side of defence. Romani Edmonds Green gives you a ball playing centre back option. Tom Lees was phenomenal last year and and Matty Pearson. Again, I think we're quite reasonably covered there for everything, so I don't I don't really have any issues there. Nakiyama can play centre back, obviously, as well if needs be. Um left backs, you've got Josh Ruffles, Ben Jackson and Nakiyama. Ben Jackson's actually been playing on the right wing in uh, in preseason. He's scored quite a few goals, which is interesting. So uh, he's you know, there's always a player, isn't there, that comes through at the start of the season to stake a claim in the in the first team. Um and we, we will sort of predict the Phil Senior, uh, where is it? The Phil Senior Mick Wadsworth Tribute Award later on, which is the breakout player, which we'll try and predict. Um, ben Jackson's thrown his thrown his hat in the ring there, uh, which is interesting. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Central midfield, so the two in the four-two-three-one, the double pivot, if you like. We've got John Russell, Jonathan Hogg, who moved to centre back against Bolton as well, so you can throw Hoggy in as a centre back potential. Uh, David Kasumu, Scott High, uh, Dwayne Holmes can play there or ten. Jack Radoni and uh, my tip for the breakout player this year, Etienne Kamara. So again, that's that looks quite interesting to me. Um, Pause. You know, you've got uh, John Russell there. You know, as your as your deep ball playing, you know, machine if you like, six foot four, six foot five, six foot five, isn't he? Uh, Hoggy, the experience in there. Kasumu brings the energy that maybe Luis O'Brien has uh, vacated for him. Scott High improves incrementally, slightly, doesn't he? Every time he plays, really. Um, Dwayne can play there, and Radoni's going to be interesting, and, and Etienne Kamara. So and Diara, Matt, yeah, you mentioned Diara. Again, though, if you're looking uh, at not so much the double pivot, I think he's more sort of ten that one. Cause I'm just saying, if, you look, if you're looking at names again from from last season and how they performed, looking at you know across in those two, you've got you know Russell and Russell and Og really. You know, you say Holmes can play there. He's probably more you know left wing. I'd, I'd, I'd sort of just, slime out there rather than it middle but again it depends on formations doesn't it and stuff like that but I'm just thinking in every position we've we've got one that I'd say first team but then I think in all, all positions that we've mentioned so far and probably moving forward just looking at this list that there's once you get past that first 11 we, we are going to be relying on potential a lot and you know he always looks quite good or he's, he's done this oh, he might do this and he might do that but yeah, players Scott I, you know, Kamara, Kasumu, you know, the, the, yeah, they come with a bit of pedigree, but again, you're just hoping more than knowing that they're, they're good enough. And I think that's where we'll struggle. I know we've already covered outs, but there's a. I think that's going to be us. Now, I think this is us, though. I know we're going to come on to predictions soon, but this, this for me is Huddersfield Towns has stepped back this year. You know, and they will be aiming to blood a lot of these B team players. And you know, if you blood these B team players, and then you can step forward again, can't you, the following year? And I think that might potentially be the aim with, with some of them. And you know, throwing going to number ten as well. Dwayne can play up there, or he has been in preseason. He's been playing just off the striker. Um, Jack Radoni is probably more suited to that. Tino, you throw him in there. Sauber Thomas played it last season, and this is where you bring Brahima Diara in, Cosy. But Brahima Diara has—I don't think he's been given a squad number, which is really interesting. Whether that indicates that maybe he'll go out on loan, I'm not sure, uh, or whether he's just going to—you know—whether it's something to try and get him to play his way in. But uh, judging by how he did at Tranmere, potentially he could be uh, pushing his way in because he's been quite good so far this preseason, from from all accounts, Cos. Yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, it's like been strange, hasn't it, this season? We're playing simultaneous games and stuff as well. So, 
normally you kind of think, oh, this is the team that's probably going to go out against Burnley. But I honestly don't think, I think we'll get a couple of uh, curveballs there when we're looking at his phone at seven o'clock next fr- on Friday. Or obviously listening to Matt announce it at five past seven on the BBC <laughs> Leeds. But uh, of course, of course. yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And I think Johnny Russell and, and, and other people have shown, you know, the last couple of seasons that if you're, you know, if you're good enough and got a good attitude and, you know, do the business in the levels below, you'll get a chance at Uddersfield Town. And yeah, while I'd, you know, still rather have had O'Brien and Toffoli, it opens up opportunity for others as well. So again, it's just that beautiful thing in it when you get a lad from the academy that comes through. I know, I know Billing uh, divides opinion on here, but it was lovely when he came in and, and did the business as well. And, you know, even though John Russell can't have say we're made in Uddersfield, but, you know, everyone kind of like, this is brilliant. This is a guy that's just kind of come from the academy kind of thing. So, yeah, let's hope uh, Diara could be the next one. Say as well, uh, that's again where Danny Schofield, obviously known for as long as I've known him, doesn't suffer fools. He doesn't care what your name is, doesn't care what you've done, what you're doing. If you're not doing it on the training pitch and you're not doing it in his eyes, you won't play. I told you before that he's got that, he's got that streak in him. He's all lovely and stuff. And yet, he, he is a great lad, good, honest lad, but he won't suffer fools. And if people aren't pulling the weight, no matter who they are, then I don't, they won't play in the team. And it's as simple as that. So it might be a year where a couple of young lads get a chance. But there is a lot of a lot of professional footballers in that team that have played decent amount of games. You know what I mean? Even the young lad that, that, uh, that we're talking about, he's getting close to 100 starts as well. So the, the, everyone's, everyone's played a decent amount of football. Then you move on to the, uh, the beat. Matt, your corporate, your corporate branding there with uh, your Radio Leeds um, water, water decanter or whatever it was and your pen there has, made, has just reminded me that I forgot to mention at the start of this podcast that we are indeed sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing and get all your stuff from, from, the, good, yeah. from, the, good, from the good place, Magic Rock. Uh, 10% off using our code AHTTC10 as well. So thanks to Magic Matt, Rock. Matt, can, can I ask you, Matt, what, now, it's kind of, we should have asked it at the time, but what will the senior players think of, of Carlos going? I know, so obviously you've got Sober Thomas Sanders contact, Lee Nichols. You've got other people that came to the club. I don't think Rodon, I think Rodoni knew he were going from what I heard. So it's not that. But what these people have signed, will, will the, what does that kind of feel like out of their blue? And, and is that going to like, because you're thinking Sober Thomas, thinking, bloody hell, you know, this guy's like made me the player I am. I, or do they just like, I'm paid professionals to get on it? Because I don't think it works like that much now, do they? Jesse Room can be totally different nowadays. Yeah, you can. Okay. A, a little bit more genteel than it was back in back in my day. Initial shock, it'll be. There'll be phone calls made to Carlos. Some of the lads will speak to him that are close to him. Obviously, the lads who didn't play will delete his number straight away. Uh, so it'll be it'll be a mixture. It'll be a couple of days, a lot of speculation. Where's he going? Where's he going to pop up? What's he doing? What's the problem? But with what we talked about before, the, the continuation of someone within the club being promoted, we all know Danny Schofield anyway. He spends a lot of time with him. He speaks to him all the time. He'll have had the team meeting. And then basically, like, right, let's get on the training ground. It's time to move on. You've signed your contract. No one's going to down tools. They've, played for, they've, bought, they've signed for Callis Corbrand and Huddersfield Town. You know, they've signed for the two. They want to play football. They want success. They'll know, say, Danny, from being a, a player as well as a, a coach as well at the club. So, yeah, there's that, that initial shock, that initial what's going on. This isn't good enough. There'll be a bit name calling maybe towards people at the club thinking they could have done better to keep him when he's he's, he's brought my career so but Thomas will thank him for the rest of his life you know what I mean he's made he's won to the World Cup so it, it, it's things like that they'll never forget 
But at the same time, you've got your boots on, you've got your kit on. It's Burnley on Friday, and that's it, game over. And it's, I mean, what is it? The king is dead long with the king. And, and in football, it's, it's very much like that. And you have to be very mentally strong and get over it and get on with it. Yeah, because I, I heard a little bit how brutal football is. As soon as you leave a football club, you get booted out of every WhatsApp group that you're in on your phone as well, apparently. So there's, there's no mercy. You're out straight away. Um, let's just finish the, the squad balance. So wing... Oz is smiling. He knows that's happened at junior level. Yeah, Gummersall. Yeah, gum you know what I mean? As soon as a coach leaves, that's it. You're out of WhatsApp groups. Yeah, off you go. No, no you mercy. Right, you, you go sign for Alden Clough and you're done. You're done <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the wings, we've got Sorba Thomas, Josh Caroma, Tino again can play out there. Uh, Ridoni has played there for Wimbledon as well. Uh, Connor Mahoney, Aaron Rowe. Uh, you could maybe throw Aaron Rowe in as, as a right-back option, but I don't really like Aaron Rowe right-back. Uh, no. Pat, Pat Jones and uh, some bloke called Rolando Ahrens, who's, who's barely featured in the last couple of years. And then up front, you've got Danny Ward, uh, Rhodes, and potentially Caroma and Tino can maybe fill in there as well. If, if needs be. Matt, would Tino have come back if uh, Carlos still had been here? I don't think so. Do I know you? the answer oh, to that, bit. so I'm not saying anything. But Matt Glenn yeah. can, can answer. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, probably not. Probably not if if he was still there because he didn't really get a chance. But in Carlos's defence, Tino looked he like he'd been a time at Burger King before he came in. You know what I mean? The lad had been injured. He had yeah, a look. Yeah. You could see he wasn't moving right. He wasn't fit. And that's why when me and Oggy, the last ones out of the stadium, Tino was still doing his running and still doing his work on the pitch because he had to put his extra extra miles in because he, he wasn't fit enough. When he started getting fit, and we saw a little bit of Coventry, Near the back end of the season, you thought, yeah, this lad can play. Well, Carlos Corbrand in the team, yeah, I can't put a lad who's been injured, is not in shape and not, and not ready to play in the team just because he comes from Chelsea. Who cares if he comes from Chelsea? If you're not fit, you don't play. And it's as simple as that. So I think it was quite bold from Corbrand not to play him as much mm. as he did. I think it's a bit of a coup for us, this Matt, this side really? of Tino. He, he's, he's in my list for later on. So one of, one of Matt's things later mm. on. Because yes. I, think, I think he could be like a Brown or a Palmer, the impact that they had when they came into the club. I think he potentially, a fit Angerin, could be as good, if not better, than those two that came in and made a massive impact in town last time. Oof. Absolutely. Right, shall we, uh, let's have a look what's going on on, uh, on the YouTube channel here. Let's have a look. So I've neglected you guys a little bit, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, right, okay, so let's go right back up here. So uh, Colin Franchek says, we as fans need to look at Clubs like Brentford that lost managers and good players, blooded B-teamers, with it taking time to consistently reach the players year in and year out. Leo says, because we finished third last season, expectations have gone up naturally. Let's not underestimate how big a loss Toff, uh, Lewis and Carlos is. Uh, Terry72 disagrees with me. Um, we've got a Jap- Japanese international to replace Toffler, who for him only turned up for the last 10 games. I think that's I think that's harsh. I think Toffler has been decent for two and a half years, to be fair. Um, did take a little bit of time to get used to playing left wing back from left back, but you know I'd I like Tuffalo. Um, we've got Mr. Daw on tour. They're not enough Forest fans in here. He's a good lad, is Mr. Daw, so um, he's not like the whoppers that you sometimes get on on Twitter. Uh, Leo, so Omar Richards out for Forest, so Tuffalo get a chance um, with Kasumu and Ru- this is from Terry Seven Two says with Kasumu and Radoni and Russell and Hogg. Where do you think Holmes will play? And I think we've seen during preseason Dwayne's been playing as more of a number 10 um, so far this year. So we'll we'll take a look at that um, later. Uh, Ellis Sims has been mentioned again in here. Depressed Terrier says, we do not look for more players. In, why do we not look for more players in Spain? 
uh, Vieco and Pippa worked well. Uh, unfortunately, the Brexit rules have made bringing players in from abroad incredibly difficult unless they play in a top division uh, or, in, or have played internationally uh, for the under-21s or in Europe. So bringing players in from the second tier of Germany and Spain is pretty much nigh on impossible these days, unfortunately, thanks to uh, Brexit, um, which Cole Franchak has, has mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's more to it than that. But yes, that hasn't really... But to be honest, At least you can get to Dover quickly and Francis. To be, honest, to be honest with you, Cos, yeah. it's it's a Premier League thing. It was the Premier League's choice for this. Scotland have pretty much opened the doors. The SPL opened the doors to anyone. Anyone can go there. They make their own rules up, and it's uh, unfortunately one of these rules where the top six have got together and decided what the rules are for everybody, which is you know absolute bullshit, and is is how football seems to be going at the minute. With uh, you know, but there we go. Uh, yeah. So thoughts on Ben Jackson as well, which we covered a little bit from Mike. Do you think Grant will be given a chance? I didn't mention Danny Grant today in the wingers. Um, I should have done. Um, he seems to have done okay, doesn't he, Danny Grant? I think there's still a fair way to go. Um, I'd like Danny Grant to uh, to push through because that'd be another good story as well, like Solber Thomas. Um, so hopefully Danny Grant does push on. But I think a loan might make sense. Yeah, I think. How long does it? How long does it take? I know he's had a lot of. It. Things like yeah, that. But he needs to start doing something, what, doesn't he? What did what did he do at the other club for town to say, right, we're gonna go and get this lad? You know what I mean? It, yeah. Played, I don't, in, Europe, I don't played think, in Europe, Matt. Played in Europe, <laughs> even if it was yeah, for Bohemians, but I've been in Europe as well. I was an old day of the week. And... <laughs> yeah, the Ibiza, yeah, yeah, could have managed in Europe, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> stuff like that. But wow, it's taken a long time for him not to get given a chance. Anywhere near again injuries and know and fitness and things like that, but it just seems like he's a, a, an eternal B team player. I, I don't know. He, he came with a decent rep, and you know we're going to see this lad progress very quickly. And that what was that? Twelve months ago? Two, almost two years. Is it two years? I don't know. Can it be two years? Two years. Isn't it? Well, that made even worse two, then. It's two years. Yeah, he got. He, um, the poor lad never trained properly, had he? And he, he, he trained and he did his hamstring. Uh, he was out for months with that hamstring and then came back and did the exact other hamstring, didn't he, on the other side? And, and then he got COVID and long COVID and all sorts of stuff and struggled with living by himself. He's had, he's had a rough time as, as Danny Grant. Um, but like you're right, Matt, he's, now's the time for him to start showing what he can do. And apparently, um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but apparently over, over pre-season, he's, he's done very well in terms of coming back in great shape and looking to to make an impact. I think I'm allowed to say that. So, you know, yeah. all the best to Danny Grant and hopefully he can uh, he can really sort of impress and, and push on. And if he can't quite push into our team, then maybe drop down to League One, show us what he can come, do and come back next year. That'd be the best for, for him, no doubt. So thanks for everyone for the comments. And we're going to move on to some predictions now. So this season, I'm going to do things a little differently. So we're going to have a few games. So Denny Ledger does our Fantasy Premier League and Gaffer games. If you want to get involved with that, we will release the information next week. I think Denny's, uh, it's Denny's birthday, I think, and he's away in Bournemouth. So happy birthday to Denny who listens to the podcast as well. Um, so keep an eye out for the uh, for that. Um, my team, which I thought my team name was, uh, was the best by a mile last year, um, which was there's Herat in my kitchen. Um, they, we, I finished fifth. Um, so we will introduce those. But I'm also going to bring in a separate game whereby I'm going to give you guys a link to an Excel spreadsheet. Very, very technical, I might add. And what I want everybody to do is predict 1 to 24 in the championship. And rather than us looking like weapons every year with our terrible predictions, I'm going to open it up to everybody to look like a weapon. 
and see if you can beat the likes of me, Dave Hartrick, <laughs> Cozzy, and Matt Glennon. Matt, you had a, a, a good spell last year, didn't you? You ended up on the, the non-ship board, unlike the rest of us at their season review. So you've got a couple of nice ones in. I'm not going to be as, as gentle with you this year. We're going to get a 1-24, to 24 and we're going to see if anybody can beat Matt Glennon and uh, the likes of me, Cozzy, and Poz, and, and Johnny Gillespie, etc. So um, I'll open that up this week, and I'll send something out to you guys. Say that again, Matt. These sealed envelopes until the end of the season. <laughs> no, no, it'll be um, it'll be there, and I'll do an article about it, and I'll, I'll make, even make a really big geeky chart when put everybody on it to show where we are last. So we can when we can refer to the back, refer back to that throughout the season and slag everybody off. So that'll be much fun. Uh, right, so we'll keep our powder dry maybe on the other predictions for the championship for now, um, especially for Poz because he's got Fulham down, haven't you? Again, to Poz to win that league, so. Um, every time, every time, every time. It was that bad. It has to be referenced every time, though, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, we've also got a couple of small previews coming out. So we've got some Magic Rock pint-sized previews coming out about all the other teams as well over the next couple of weeks. Uh, while I'm waffling, if you want to hit that like button on the on the stream as well, just to help a brother out, that would be fine. So, Towns Player of the Year next year. So, anybody want to take this first? It's obviously. Nobody knows how it's going to go. It's prediction. It's fun. Don't get upset by it. Have a go online if you want. Um, who is going to be Huddersfield Town's Player of the Year next year? Who wants to go first? Tino. Tino, that's a shout. You've just copied Matt's, haven't you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm well. My, mine's for a different question. Rolando uh, Arad. <laughs> so you're going with yeah. Tino. I'm going to take your first answer oh, for obvious reasons, there, because uh, it. You want to. Offer anything else, or are you just shouting Tino just because it's fun? No, I'll leave it to the experts like Poz and Matt who are into the rock stats and that. All right, thanks for that, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Pozza, since you're the expert, who are you going for as Towns Player of the Year? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Russell. I think he had a, a, a good end to last season. I think if he starts off in that in that um, form, then you know we will potentially win at first names on team sheet every week. So I'm gonna go with Johnny Russell. Interesting. Uh, to John Russell is popular as well, and you do feel that if he has a half decent season, there could be a bit of a groundswell, couldn't you, to to push that one on? Then I have, uh, I Matt, have to say that I did watch uh, ten minutes of Town v Bolton yesterday, and had absolutely no idea <laughs> that it was Johnny Russell running around with white hair. <laughs> I must have missed that. <laughs> yeah, oh, Dave Trellfall Sachs kept calling him Cisco at the start, and he was he was on about how, how no one knew John Russell had no idea who he was or the thong song. It was interesting to hear to watch a football game and have the commentator talk about the thong song. That was quite fun. Uh, Matt, who are you? Uh, who are you going to go for? Can you imagine Oggy saying talking about the thong song as well? <laughs> yeah, well, he does all the <laughs> when you see him. Uh, for, for me, I, I think someone who missed out a little bit last year, maybe. Tom Lee's, oh, I think he'll have another great season. I think he'll be sat there. But I, I think Russell as well. I, I think he will kick on this year. I think he's realised his flaws in his game, which he's, he's got to do things quicker. He's got to, you know, set the pace up a little bit, not take as many chances. But that was just being a bit naive with coming into championship football. I think he's going to sit in that midfield quite nicely and he could be a bit of a, bit of a general with a bit more to him than just, uh, you know I mean, just a, a normal stamper. I think he could have a bit more to his game. I think if he can add a, a couple of goals, which I think he will do this season as well, because he'll be fitter. I think he'll he'll come he'll come back to pre-season. Well, and you know what? If I have a, if I have a, a top season this season, if I push on, 
I've seen O'Brien, I've seen Toffolo, I've seen other people move on to the Premier League. I might be in the Premier League with Huddersfield Town. You know what I mean? I could have that armband on my on my arm as well this season. And, and if he's not thinking that, then it'll be the turkey of the season. But I think I think he'll have that bit between his teeth. So I'm going I'm gonna go between those two. I'm going for a top season again, please, because I think he's just consistent. If he stays fit, I think he'll be an absolute monster again in that defence uh, for town. But the outside there is Russell as well. I did a, I did an article on each position um, of, of of Huddersfield Town. We'll just mute you a second. You mute yourself, Matt. There's a bit of feedback coming through again. But I did an article and I mentioned in there that Huddersfield Town really need to have a look at the contract situation of of John Russell and and really get him tied down to something a bit longer term. I think because if John Russell has a good year, there's not a lot left there and a lot not a lot of negotiating room for Huddersfield Town if if he does have a good year and teams come in. So you know, let's get John Russell tied down. Um, on a contract, not not the other way. Uh, I've gone for Tom Lees. I think Tom Lees will get the recognition that maybe he didn't get last year, uh, next year. I just felt that when uh, I saw the results for the player of the year, and I think he came like fifth or something, and uh, I was listening to the second tier podcast who've got us down for 20th this season. Uh, we'll probably be appearing on there to set Ryan and uh, and Justin straight on that couple of occasions next year but um, for me Tom Lee's at least they, they mentioned the reason I mentioned this because they were talking about what a massive loss Levi Colwell was and I will be adamant that Tom Lee's was our star defender last year by an absolute mile he was a colossus at times and if he plays yeah. like that again then I'll I will be banging the Tom Lee's drum because uh, I think another season like that will fully deserve um, some recognition so I've gone for Tom Lee's there's people suggesting things online Adam Kershaw says Tino um, Rodoni for Terrier 7 and 2. Tony Gomesall says Sauber. We didn't mention Sauber, did we? And, you know, what a key player Sauber is as well. Um, Nichols again for Matt. Feel like we might need to more work to do this year. Leo says Sauber Thomas. Uh, Gary Wilkinson says Tino. And Steve uh, B says uh, Rodoni. So uh, there's quite a, a spread going on across there. Uh, Rodoni leads me on to the next bit, which will be who will prove to be our signing of the season. We've not seen a few of them uh, for for reasons. Um, Cosa, you went first last time, so I'll throw this to Poza. Poza, um, we might not have even finished with the signings yet, so it could be someone that we've not even picked out yet. But uh, having a look through your phone as you are there at the side, who do you reckon is going to be Town's uh, signing of the season? If you take yourself off mute as well, that usually helps with... Uh, <laughs> Cheers, mate. Sorry. Yeah, I was just uh, looking down the list of signings and uh, I'm going to go with Rodoni as well because uh, I think he just plays in that, that role where he'll get noticed probably more than anybody else. Uh, it was a toss-up between him and Kasumu. Um, but I think he'll probably miss through bookings more than uh, Rodoni. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna stick my neck out and I think Rodoni, if he can chip in, I think Matt's called it right. I think we... we the midfield really do need to chip in with more goals this season. We seem to miss that. I always remember Michael Collins when he played for town and a lot of, a lot of fans didn't really warm to him because he were kind of, he didn't run around and smash tackles, but he, he scored a lot of goals from midfield. And I think if we can add someone like that, um, then it'll give us a, a hell of a better chance. It's going to go uh, wild online if you're yeah. suggesting bringing back Michael Collins. That's an interesting one. I know a lot um, of people. I liked him though. I liked Michael Collins. I thought he was a decent player. Matt obviously played. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Rodoni. Just because I think he'll play in that role where he'll he'll, he'll look good because we don't really we've not had that for a while, so it looks yeah, different. Yeah. Um, if he can get off 
off the mark with a, a couple of early goals. I think he'll have a good season. Uh, Matt, who you reckon signing the season? Uh, signing the season because there is another question coming later on, isn't there? There's the breakthrough later on. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. Signing. I'm going for Tino. I think I think if he has come fit, and you're talking about the stats for Chelsea in America and things like that. Yeah. Uh, if he is, you know what I mean, ridiculously fit. And what we read about him when he first came in, obviously, wasn't the person that came in. Uh, but I mean, the Tuchel's not going to be putting his head on the line talking about players like him without knowing what he's talking about. So. I'm going for Tino signing the season. Uh, I've gone for. Do you know what? I was sat here throwing Radoni Tino around, but I'm going to go with Yuta Nakayama. Uh, I think Toffolo's a big miss. Ruffles will probably start the season because of you know Nakayama's lack of games. But watching, looking at some of the stats for him, the defensive stats for Nakayama and his ability to play out from from the back as well, and and he looks a really interesting player. And I think Huddersfield fans will really take to him and I think whereas Toffolo will be a big miss I actually think Nakayama will prove to be a really clever signing on the quiet just looking at a lot of the data that goes with him see I do data as well Cosy don't worry mate and uh, you know, Nakayama to me looks a, a really interesting player and I think he might just pip Rodoni and Tino but let's go to uh, the Aaron Moy lookalike over there Mr. Cosby because you move because you move because you move Kazuma's going to be a big crowd favourite. Hopefully, he won't get banned a lot. It's good you don't play rugby league now because you get banned for sneezing now for about eight games. So you'd, you'd only see him about three games. But because he plays football, I think he'll get. Honestly, I just am excited by this boy. I think he's going to get all over the pitch. Yeah. He's going to throw himself in tackle. I think it's going to be the new Jonathan Ogg. I think I think what you'll get is Ogle will be benched a lot of the games now, and and you'll get yeah, this cool. David Kazuma being the new governor. Of, uh, he's going to be the modern day Teddy Erlock, Matt. You remember him? Everyone's I like, do. I remember him being yeah. a very, very tough, dirty old man. Not a yeah. dirty old man, but a dirty, dirty footballer. <laughs> Not a dirty old man. No, I, I think, I think we're going to warm with this guy and that as well. And uh, I, th- I'll, I, uh, yeah. I really like him. Uh, yeah, he seems to have a. I like where he speaks as well. He's like mine. I can, I really can kind of, you know, when Alan Moy or Jordan Road speaks, I like fall asleep. But like Kazumu, oh, I, I, I kind of. Nah, but the person's character, person's character, but Kazumo, energy, buzzing to be here. Can't wait to get started. I can't wait to see him play. So, yeah, that's the man. Nice one. So, uh, Paz, you've gone for Radoni. Matt, you've gone for Tino. I've gone for Nakayama. And you've gone for Kazumo. So, we've all gone for a different one there, which is going to be interesting. I'm going to put these in my uh, technical Excel spreadsheet as well, so as, um, as bonus points as well. So, um, hopefully, uh, you guys will... Um, joining on that one and the one where Phil Senior is not on this podcast because he's on holiday if anybody was wondering where Phil was uh, there were plenty of eating for Phil over at the minute where he's, he's on holiday um, the Phil Senior Mick Wadsworth Tribute Award and it's called the Phil Senior Mick Wadsworth Tribute Award because Mick Wadsworth was the man that gave Phil his his chance at Huddersfield Town and Phil talks about Mick Wadsworth in really glowing terms uh, he's pretty much the only person in Huddersfield who does um, so this is uh Named in Phil's honour, with Phil coming through the Huddersfield Academy and being a breakout star in 2002-03. This is a tough one this year. I think this is... Because for me, the tribute award, it's usually a young player, obviously, that gets it, but it's all about opportunity. And it's like looking at the squad at the minute and trying to sort of place opportunity and and places are up for grabs. I am really big on Etienne Kamara. I think there's a a really outstanding young player with Kamara, but he's got a lot of people to get past, you know, in in his position. 
Um, so therefore, I, I look perhaps to Brody Spencer at right back, who's going to get opportunities this year, and he's going to have an opportunity to to break out. And I will caveat this by saying a breakout star really can't be someone who has been brought in for a million quid, Jack Radoni, uh, and he can't really be someone who's who's played 50, 50, 30, 40 games like Scott High uh, has done already. For you know, He's played more than that, hasn't he, for, for Huddersfield. So someone who's played little and had little opportunity. So uh, Pat Jones is another one as well over on the left wing who could potentially, but I'm really torn between Kamara and Brody Spencer, um, but I'm probably just going to have to go with Brody because he's probably going to get more opportunity. So uh, next... Uh, is Cos Romani Edmonds Green? I don't know how many games he played in that. Uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that because he's gone out on loan, hasn't he? And he's had to prove himself. Yeah, again, so, yeah I'll, I'll give like you that a one. new signs, like a new signing. <laughs> you know, that's what we'll say. No good. Uh, I think Rotherham desperately wanted him in that as well. I think he'll learn a hell of a lot playing in that car crash of a season. To be honest with you, where everything we're going beats on great development. I know Paul Warren, top coach. Brought him on. They, they'd love to have him back and that as well. They were devastated on them that we didn't uh, go up because I think they thought they could have him over another season. So, yeah, I'm the regimenator. I think there's someone on Twitter called that, isn't there? But uh, he, he is uh, He's going to be our... Uh, and he's going to get a, probably a chance instantly now with uh, Mr Pearson uh, struggling for, for Friday. So, yeah, no pressure. First game, Burnley. Bloody hell. But, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Good shout. Uh, pause. Um, a little bit like Yuma, I've uh, I had Kamara down, but I, I think he will struggle to to play. You know, a, a yeah. large amount of game unless someone gets injured or you know fills in for you know when someone's suspended and and does really well. So, are we gonna are we gonna sort of toss up between Jackson and Phillips? Uh, I'm probably gonna go with Phillips though, just because I think with Danny Ward's injury record coming, you know, his hamstrings and that sort of thing, I think Phillips will be one of those that does get a a chance. Uh, well, I, I, I might say something which might help you here, Paz, but I did hear a little rumour that Kieran Phillips might be heading back out on loan. So um, we'll, oh, well, we'll see if that I'll... changes your mindset. Not, it's not set in stone yet, but I did hear a little murmur that maybe he will uh, he will head we'll, back We'll out. leave him in because he might come back off loan and you know get into <laughs> the right. first game or whatever. I, again, I just think, like you say, about opportunity. I've heard good things about Kamara for, for many a season now, um, but I just don't think he'll... I can't really say Russell's going to be my player at year and then Kamara's going to be a breakout because they play basically in the same place. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Phillips. He's, he's been touted for a few seasons now um, as, as being sort of the next striker. And I think obviously that another year on Danny Ward and Jordan Rhodes. Neither of them are going to be playing every single match. Um, so I think he, I think he will be given his opportunity. I think. Schofield coming in, it's a good time for these young lads because he will have seen them for a, a long period of time. Um, so I think they will be given an opportunity when when it comes their way, and they've got to grasp it with both hands. And I think someone like Phillips, you know, potentially will. So yeah, I want to go with Phillips. Can you imagine being a midfielder and having Etienne Kamara and John Russell as the two enforcers in there and having to get past them, six foot five and six foot three four? That would be. Uh... <laughs> Some task, wouldn't it? Uh, Matt, round us up on the uh, the Phil Senior Mick Wadsworth Tribute Award and if there's any random managers that gave you a chance that, you know, only you particularly take to. No. 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 <laughs> well, you've trapped on my bonfire anyway because I had Radoni and then I was going to have Scott High to actually break into the team and play more games this season. Another year on, but experience. I'll let, you have, Scott, I'll let you have Scott High. I'll, I'll let you have Scott High. Yeah, I'll let you have Scott High. 
from well last year. He's not it's he's not nailed down a place yet, so I like him. Uh, no, because he started the season really well last year. Then he just seemed to disappear for weeks and weeks and weeks. Came in, played one game where I thought, "Wow, this guy's never played football in his life." He just run round and came up, <laughs> and it was awful. Oh, where they put him up front? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Did he play up front? Yeah, yeah they put him up front, and he had absolutely no idea. Did he? The poor lad. But I, I think again, a year on, a year stronger, uh, we'll see. But one of the one of the strikers you're talking about, another going on loan. I think there's a future for a couple of those strikers. Uh, the next six months. I think they might they may get recalled. They might come back. Uh, you know, is it Harrit in there as well? Phillips. Yeah. I think I think there's a there's a chance of maybe one of them actually stepping up this year. Because another year they played a lot. They played a decent amount of games now. First team games and scored goals. At, I mean, football league level. So it's it's time to to get your your boots and have a go. Yeah, I think ideally Kieran Harrett's got Kieran Harrett's got twenty goals until January, and Bradford are in a, a really good position, and we pull him back, and then Bradford goes sinking like a stone. I think that would be uh, probably the ideal. Oh, you just pull him back because you want to. Yeah, just to, just to, just to annoy Bradford, it'd be fine. I know they're not really. No, I know they're not really big rivals anymore at the minute because they've been down there. But just to piss them off would be quite nice. I think just to remind them, just to remind them that they're a bunch of weapons. But there we go. Yeah, they're not real. They're all right. Um. Right, so it's the no. big one. Where will Huddersfield Town finish this year? Um, right, so I've already I, I've already given a position in which was in the examiner pullout, and my uh, my uh, cousin gave me some stick for my finishing position. Uh, and Matt, you gave me plenty of stick for the one I picked last year, quite rightly, because I went 18th last year and we finished third. And you said pushing playoffs. So can you repeat the trick this year? You 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 sort of send us on our way here because. You know, you said pushing playoffs last year. Will it be a magical year for Huddersfield Town again this year? Or will we have uh, a steadier one? I think it'll be slightly steadier. But with the fact that I think there's clean sheets in this team, I think there's a lot of clean sheets still in this back four and goalkeeper, or back five, back three, one back two, whatever Danny decides to play. So that that's your basis. That's your base, clean sheets. There might be some more goals in there through midfield. So, again, I'm going to go the same as last year. I'm going to go eight, but pushing for the playoff right till the very end. I like that. Um, Cosy, you're always full of joy. In fact, Matt, you give me stick for 18th, but Cosy predicted the bottom three last year. So um, No, I didn't. Yeah, but I you. You are Neil predicted bottom three, didn't you? No, Neil did, but that's why we sacked him, mate. I didn't have a clue that was him. Yeah. No, but uh, be I think soon, we'll come top of the bottom, mate. I think we'll be 13th. Uh, okay. But... Again, trouble to be on about this platform, like you never seem to have it in football. But if we get to the end of the season, again, I want to travel to games next season, knowing we can win every match. And we got obviously that last year. In other years, I've never felt that. So I just hope that we can have that, even though it could be a bit wild west. But yeah, thirteenth and leaving the season with a nice base. Schofield's done well. Some of the young ones has like had their day, and again we can kick on. But this is football, and things are not like that. Others probably myself, the best player again, but. Yeah, 13. Pozzarotti? Um, I think, it, well, as you say, we don't know how it's going to go, do you? Half of me says if we can, you know, the, the sort of starting 11, 13, 14, you know, there's a good 13, 14 there for me that could probably push, as, as Matt Glennon rightly says, sort of towards top eight. My, my thing is if when injuries come and we have to sort of blood in these new players, I think that'll kind of level it out a little bit. So, I'm, I'm going to sort of go around Cosy's area and I'll, I'll go with 15th, I think. Uh, probably slightly negative, but then, you know, 
you can always be impressed, can't you, from from that one. Um, but I think if we if we finish anything above tenth, top ten, we'll, we'll it'll have been a great season. So in fact, no, I'm not going to go fifteenth. That's a bit a little bit low. I'm going to go. I'm going to go twelfth. Twelfth. Okay. Uh, I think we'll we'll take a step back this year, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I think there's in many ways we potentially overachieved last year. You look at the the metrics and the data, and we we probably. Yeah, but Chapman will be turning in his grave, Matt, <laughs> overachieving. I won three league titles in a row, man. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I, I think we perhaps did a little better than what we perhaps should have done looking at looking at a lot of things. But um, take nothing away from, from that team. It was a fantastic year last year. But I just think we're losing uh, O'Brien, Toffolo, Carlos. I just think we maybe there may be just a little bit of a pullback. But like I said, I don't think that's going to be a bad thing because I think we'll see plenty of young players blooded with an idea to move forward the year after uh, with them gaining sort of valuable experience. The likes of Kamara, Spencer... Um, Rodoni, etc. Will you know? I think will develop over the course of the year, Russell, and I think we'll come back stronger. But I just think maybe a year uh, in mid-table wouldn't be the worst thing in the world with with a regrouping and, and stronger going. So I think it's going to be in that. I like to look at them in blocks of six. So I'm going to say between ten and fourteenth for us, uh, and I'll probably go sort of the bottom end of that scale and sort of say thirteenth, fourteenth. But I don't think that'll be a bad season. I think there's potential that we could do better if. If these players pick up earlier, I just think we might be a bit slow out of the blocks and then playing a little bit of catch up. But I think mid table will be absolutely fine. One, que- one question: mm. why, why would anyone be happy with mid table mediocrity? I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I, this... Never, never. We haven't had it for years, Matt. It's going to be a, a new fandangle oh, thing. It's boring. Last year was great. Last year was the end of the season. I didn't feel exhausted. Season. I felt. Like some of the years I've done this job with Oggy because it's been absolute tripe to watch at times. But last year was, was great. The ride was fantastic. And I don't understand why it's not like, you know, in kick on and that. Because and, you've got some players coming in, there's people in there, there's that back four. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be happy if they finished 14th, 13th, thinking that's great, Condu- consoled themselves in the, the mid table. I'd be thinking they should have done better. They could have they done more with what they had. Mm. I, I, I know I, what you're saying, Matt, but like, yeah, Coventry, I think it's you think how it it's, I'll just I'll let you come in in a sec. Sorry, it's just I think there's a lot of good teams there this year. I think there's a lot of teams that have strengthened well, and because he's mentioned Coventry, they're a, they're a dark horse. Millwall, the likes of that, are, are really good in that pack. I don't think we're miles off. I just think yeah. that uh, I just think that anything could happen. I think we could potentially finish top six again if if everything catches fire early. I just think there's a there's an adjustment period there whereby we'll probably start quite slowly, but things will start to slowly come together, you know, sort of midway on, and we'll push forward. And if we're pushing forward rather than pushing downwards, then I think people will generally be happy because they've got something to look forward to going, you know, going moving forward. And I think the problem with Huddersfield Town over the last, when you look at 16, 17 with Wagner and last year, and we mentioned it earlier, is that we get a team together and it's shit or bust. You either go up or lose half the squad. So I don't think a draw, a, a pullback, and then moving back towards that top six position with a stronger nucleus is necessarily a bad thing. And I, I generally think that's potentially what we could do. I do think that when you look at Kamari, you look at Russell, get them signed down to long-term contracts like Sorba Thomas, and potentially we could really move forward with a stronger group than we had last year in the coming future. And, and that's what excites me. Not finishing mid-table, but bringing through young players like Spencer, uh, like Pat Jones, like Kamara, 
uh, Rodoni, and then forming this group which isn't built on sand with lone players like Nottingham Forest were. No, no offense to Nottingham Forest, but there's a there's a real nucleus, and then you've got the potential to go up like Brentford have, rather than it being in a in a complete lightning bottle like we did last time, whereby you you shitting yourself as soon as you've won promotion because you've got to sign 15 players or whatever. I do think that. If the, there is a world where we can go back to go forward two steps with a real strong nucleus, and that's what excites me, rather than finishing the fourteenth. Been exciting. That's how yeah, you're you're a patient man. You're a patient. Man. I am I'm patient. Yeah. Go on, Cos. Yeah, I just think the uh, the, the sixteen thousand season card holder is going to be an interesting dynamic. I think in the stadiums because I think that's going to have a lot of pressure. Uh, I felt that you know, obviously the playoff semi finals a different thing, but. You could feel like when when stuff weren't going our way, there were frustrating. A lot of people, in my opinion, had just rocked up for like for these big games and, and stuff like that as well. So we've got a lot of these people back, you know, being kind of seduced by the uh, like the ride. Matt, Matt said, you know, amazing journey and stuff like that as well. And I suppose the cream rides at the top, didn't it? it? Responds to this pressure and that as well. So a lot of these young guys will, will sink or swim, I think, with the crowd. And you know what it's like at town, John Russell. We're getting some right hammer even in that place and oh pushing it back bloody hell boo move it quicker and all that so yeah it's uh that's gonna be interesting to see how kind of our players handle that as well because like I say there's gonna be a lot of youth and inexperience in there and and the manager's one of those as well so it'll be fascinating I mean I was just I was looking around at one or two teams because I think Stoke Cardiff you know it doesn't mean to say they're gonna do anything but big numbers of players coming in I always think their fan bases are interesting kind of down there and a lot of yeah, this is brilliant. This is our year and all this stuff. So it's uh, yeah, I think below us have uh, have kind of strengthened Swansea as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I think we've strengthened with potential and lost the crown jewels, and that includes the coach. So yeah, it's uh, but that's the beauty of the division. That's why we love the championship because we don't have a clue, do we? And you can see it. Manchester City have won the league already, pretty much with Liverpool, and yeah, forget about anything else. Where this is going to be exciting and that as well, because I don't think Norwich. Uh, you know, normally they come, they'll probably win the league again. But yeah, I don't think it's the Knights that have come back from the other year and stuff under Daniel Fark. So it'll be fascinating, man. And uh, yeah, as much as I don't like football starting in July, bring it on. I think that's all we've got in terms of predictions, haven't we, so far? Anybody want to throw anything wild in? Um, cause, pause. Any, uh, anything's lined up for the Cowshed Loyal that you want to throw in there or anything? No, mate, no. No, no more to mention. I think we've probably covered everything. Good. He's getting his banner banner back out. A time for new heroes. <laughs> He's yeah. back out again. Yeah, it probably works. Though, so that semi final, yeah, it works now. <laughs> probably never <laughs> more liking that as well. But yeah. no, it's uh, no, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And game uh, time. It is game time. So it's, it's good. Right now, yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be a good. Build-up. Yeah, that uh, garbage right. with that Birmingham movement. Absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? That moving that for. Commonwealth Games, that's shocking, that, isn't it? It's honestly yeah, slack from Birmingham, that, isn't it? Really it's slack shocking, man. And it? it sounds like Shock. their ownership is like, never mind, that who's looking after the club there? Ridiculous. Hopefully not Lawrence Bassini for their sake. Uh, there's just a couple of things to finish off in, in the uh, YouTube comments. So, um, Terry 72 says, signing of the season for me, Jutta saw a guy from Holland say he was the third, des- third best defender in Dutch football. Uh, Tony Gummersel says, Tino will be signing of the season. Coventry Terrier says Nakayama seems to come with high praise from abroad and think he could be a crucial weapon for us. Uh, Leo says Rodoni or Tino is signing of the season and Kasumu needs to stay fit. History of being injury prone. Cov uh, Terrier, Ben Jackson for breakout star. Really impressed me in the preseason game so far. That's an interesting one, Ben Jackson. Um, Roman Emmons Green for Terrier 782. Uh, Reg again for Leo. There's a lot of support for you here, Cosima. 
Um, Colin Fronchak says Scott High needs to bulk up his physique to cope with the division, but the ability is there. Uh, Leo's still trying to work out what type of midfielder High is. High is a really sort of technical midfielder. He's got a good passing range, hasn't he, Matt? He gets on the ball, he looks to move it quickly, and he's he's quite progressive, isn't he? Um, he can sit, he can sit deep and spray the ball around. If you look at a lot of Town's goals, last sort of last November, December, they start with a Scott High pass, don't they? Out wide, uh, and think yeah. of Bristol City away. Coventry, the game, uh, the goal where Danny Ward scores against Coventry. Scott High plays a really key role in these by just shifting the ball quickly. I think because he's not built like John Russell, I think he gets a lot of stick from a lot of town fans. But you know, he, different players come on at different times, don't they? So I think Scott High's time is going to be when he hits up twenty three, twenty four, isn't it? Rather than John Russell being six foot five and full of muscle at you know fifteen, yeah. or whatever he was, yeah. <laughs> John High's cousin I played for the Giants. He's a he's a rugby player as, as well. So uh, and he is thick. So it's in the genes somewhere. There's some muscle ready to break at any point. Just well, need Scott to buy him a, just need yeah. to buy him a, a tub of protein powder, don't we, and set him on his way. Yeah. Give him a little mulling gym for his bedroom. <laughs> uh, but no, he, he is he is someone who can pass the ball. He has got a good range of passing, and you can see he's got that. He's got the five yard passing. I mean, he's got the ping. As well, he hit a couple of half volleys that were sticking in mind last season. I don't know what games they were. But I just think, what the hell? It just needed someone to come on and just spread the game out a little bit. And he did that. And that's another pre-season. Uh, a manager has worked in the 23s. And, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll have to get a little bit more out of him than Carlos did. And as I say, a year's a long time in football. A year's a long time. A lot of learning. A lot of work done. A lot of strength gained as well and experience. So we'll see. I think uh, to answer the four two three one, I think number eight is probably his best uh, best at the minute. Uh, Steve B says twelfth. Oh, above it is a bonus. Colin Fronchett says Bradford City, the Huddersfield Town finishing school. Uh, and the last ones are from Mike Terry seven two says I think we'll finish first. Um, and he also says you need to ask what will the players be aiming for. I think the players will probably be aiming for playoffs, won't they? I'd be very surprised if they weren't thinking uh, along the lines of top six but that's it so thank you very much for joining us on our pre-season preview thanks to matt uh, for joining us as well all the best for with radio leads uh, and uh, give our love to augie as well we're all big augie fans here um yeah and johnny bailed on us in a drink like over a week and that as well so we don't we're not gonna listen anymore matt i'm gonna put home 107.9 on mate now oh, is that <laughs> andrew crochet and that is on man yeah. Oh, what was the, 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 yeah, the caravan place that he had to mention every five minutes as well? Good times. <laughs> Good times. Uh, uh, yeah, so thanks to everyone. Uh, keep an eye out for the game. We'll probably post it on social media, the, the game coming up, and uh, most of us will be having a crack before uh, this Friday. Uh, and uh, I think there's nothing left to do apart from me to get, get my bearings and then roll in the end credits. <laughs> There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play 
thousands loudly cheer them on the way. Often you can hear them say, Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily, and every ghost shall be a memory. So, town play up and bring that car back to Huddersfield. So, town play up and bring the car back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.